From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. Mike Moss is a longtime music teacher in Juneau. He taught at local elementary schools before switching to teaching privately through Nagoon Berry's music. On Sunday, four of his kid rock bands performed in the Juneau Douglas High School choir room, while Folk Fest was on the main stage. But that didn't stop people from filling up the classroom to listen to the kids rock on. There were people hanging out in the commons and they heard the music and they came in and checked it out. That was pretty neat. Moss says no experience is required to join a rock band. It's mostly word of mouth. People hear about it and, and are interested in signing up. I like to meet with the kids once before to kind of get a gauge for where they're at. The way that I run the rock band, there's no experience required or anything like that. I arrange the music at whatever level the kids are at and that can be absolutely no experience and they can just start with simple like one finger stuff on the instruments and, and then we can go from there, you know, and then sometimes I have kids that come in that have already taken lessons on an instrument. They teach piano and guitar lessons also and sometimes those kids will take from me for a while and then decide that they want to join a band. He details the age range he teaches. The youngest band had kids that were in fifth grade and then the oldest band had kids that were in high school. I think freshmen in high school. And that's usually about the age range I recommend. Any younger than third or fourth grade it's pretty difficult to play rock band instruments so I usually recommend like fourth or fifth grade as a good starting place. And the kids are welcome to stay as long as they want. Moss just recently started offering rock lessons for adults this year. Despite some challenges with sounding and lighting, the kids did a great job on Sunday. Sigrid Hendrich sang for Irony and filled in for the band Go Away Green. She's been singing for three years now. Definitely nerve-wracking at first, but yeah, once you just do a few songs, you get into it. And I like Summer 69 and Jesse's Girl. Elias Taylor is the drummer for the band How About No, which is the band that's been with Moss the longest. I've been performing for around four years now but I didn't expect there to be that many people there and so as the room slowly filled before we started playing I, I felt more and more pressure and but I, I think we did really well. Taylor has also been taking lessons from Moss the longest out of any of the kids. Oh he's a great guy I've known him for my whole life because my dad is in a band with him it's, it was kind of inspiring I would always go to their practices and I would just listen and it's it's been really fun. Moss comments on the growth he's seen in the kids town. I love teaching music and it's so gratifying because it's my favorite thing in life. It's one of the things that I think gives life meaning is music and making music and stuff. And so it's just so rewarding to be able to share that with the kids and pass that on and see the kids enjoying it the same way that I do. Here's how to reach out to Nagoon Berries Music. Send me an email, music at nagoonberries.com or you can go to my site, nagoonberries.com has all my info on it as well. Or give me a call. Lori Seacaw came on to Capital Chat to talk about Litter Free Incorporated. Their annual big citywide cleanup is tomorrow for Earth Day. She gives background on Litter Free. Well, we've been incorporated since 1985, and I think that uh, it was just organized at to put some kind of organizational scheme around the annual cleanup, which is actually one of Juno's esteemed mayors, B.D. Stewart, in 1916, called for a annual cleanup. I think Juno's been doing it for quite a long, long time. Every year, clean up anywhere from 15 to 30,000 pounds of trash on one day. Here's the details for tomorrow. 
tomorrow we will start out early in the morning. We'll have our bag sites open from 8 in the morning till 10 a.m. The bag sites, if I can list them so people will remember, is Douglas Fire Hall, Foodland IGA, Western Auto, Fred Meyer, Super Bear IGA, Duck Creek Market, Forbidden Peak Brewing Company, and the Coastal Code, which is uh, sponsored by the Alaskan Brewing Company. Seal Trust will have two sites uh, for bags out at Sunny Point. And this year, the Downtown Business Association is coordinating a cleanup uh, starting from the Senate building. If you're flying on Alaska Airlines, you're going to need a smartphone or to print out your boarding pass at home before going to the airport. That's because the airline is getting rid of kiosks that travelers use to print boarding passes. Alaska Airlines executives said Thursday that they have removed kiosks at nine airports so far. They say the goal is to reduce congestion at check-in areas and get passengers to security checkpoints faster. Alaska Airlines officials say that in a pinch, airline employees can print boarding passes for customers who show up at the airport without one. Coming up next on News of the North, Representative Andy Story joined Action Line. Senator Lisa Murkowski reintroduced Bruce's Law, an environmental executive order today from President Biden. Coming up next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. The Alaska House of Representatives on Monday approved a $6.4 billion state operating budget for the 12 months that began July 1st, passing by a 23-17 vote, a major hurdle needed for the final acceptance of the state's annual operating plan. Representative Story gave her thoughts on the budget. I'm not happy about one-time funding, and I'm talking about education. We so need to have a smart funding plan for education because it's creating so much instability. It was one-time funding within our state operating budget, and then there was a procedural move and an amendment that changed it to come from our savings accounts our constitutional budget reserves. The coalition uh, that I uh, caucus with really that set us back on that move. I voted against the budget. She continues. We're sending a budget over to the Senate that has a deficit of uh, half a billion dollars and has to take money from our savings accounts. And so it did not pass with giving um, access to the, our savings account, the Constitutional Budget Reserve. And so basically we've sent over an un, uh, a budget that didn't balance. And it's really important. Obviously, now we have to balance the budget. But this is one of the steps is the House sending the budget over to the Senate. So it is over at the Senate now, and they are working on it this week, in fact. There was public testimony taken yesterday along the rally that took place on the Capitol steps to raise the BSA. She encourages people to weigh in. Story also says her Alaska scholarship performance bill looks promising to move through the body next month. It incentivizes students, if you're getting a scholarship at this award level two and your grades and GPA are at such a level, then your scholarship will bump up to a higher amount, which is 4500 at the second award level. And it also changes the high school curriculum, and so kids can take up to a year of career technical education as part of the curriculum requirements, where before your career technical classes did not count. And that, to me, was a grave oversight. Outside of the legislature story, also encourages the community to attend a totem pole trail raising tomorrow at 11 a.m. On Saturday, there's a huge event down at Sea Alaska Heritage Plaza, and this is the raising of the totem poles that are going to be along the waterfront, and it's part of the vision of 
Alaska Heritage Division and certainly one that our assembly and we've embraced about being the Northwest Arts Coast capital of the world. (laughs) You can listen to the full program on our website, KINYradio.com. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, along with U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, Thursday reintroduced Bruce's law to bolster federal prevention efforts surrounding fentanyl, a deadly synthetic opioid that is increasingly being incorporated into illicit street drugs. The measure is named after an Alaskan, Robert Bruce Snodgrass, who tragically passed away in 2021 at the age of 22 from fentanyl poisoning. Senators Dan Sullivan, Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, and Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin are original co-sponsors on the legislation. And an environmental executive order today from President Biden. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers has the details. Ahead of Earth Day on Saturday, President Biden today signs an executive order focused on environmental justice. The order creates a new White House Office of Environmental Justice and includes several different directives for the federal government to ensure race and economic standing do not increase pollution hazards for communities across the country. The order also includes a requirement for agencies to notify nearby communities in the event of a release of toxic substances from a federal facility and to hold a public meeting to share information on resulting health risks and necessary precautions. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.